What is that odor? Oh, it's on deeper reflection. Hey folks, Scott Weingart here. Today, I'm talking to you after completing the session we do on agency in our Flameproof course. This is a online cohort course we do for burnout prevention. And it made me think of the way I introduce the concept of agency to my coaching clients. And the way I do that is through three words. And these words, these three words are the source of most dissatisfaction in the career of an emergency doctor or a critical care doctor or any form of medical specialties that I can think of. And those three words, the words we're going to discuss today are should, must, and won't. And all of these words are the source of unhappiness in so many people's lives. So let's go through them one by one. Should, must, and won't. Let's start with should. There's no candidate for the most dangerous word in the English language higher up than should. Should is the route of, well, the Buddhists say life is suffering in some translations. I don't like that one so much. I like the translation of life is dissatisfaction unless you perceive life as it really is. And should is the word of that dissatisfaction. Now, should can be implied to your internal judgments of yourself, your inner voice, your inner critic. And we'll get there in a different episode. We'll do an episode on inner voice work. But right now I'm talking about the word should from the perception of your judgments of the external environment, of the things in your world. And let's specifically deal with your workplace. So let's say you're an emergency doctor and you come into a shift and there are 10 boarding patients there and you have no rooms to see new patients and you say, the hospital should have gotten these patients upstairs. The healthcare system should have a better way of dealing with these psychiatric patients instead of being psych holds in the ED. Should, should, should. The therapists say you're shooting all over yourself. Should implies a lack of perception of true agency. If you come into a shift and there are 10 boarding patients and you have the ability to do something about that, do it. But for most of us, we don't. Okay. So then where does our agency lie? Our agency lies in accepting that that is the new rules of the game we will play for the next eight hours. And so we will now do our best, which is what's in under our control, which is under our agency. We will do our best with the constraints of reality. So we now have 10 boarding patients there. Okay, how could I be mo- the most effectual physician in these circumstances? How could I take care of my team? 
take care of myself and take care of my patients to the best extent possible, given the constraints of the 10 boarding patients there. Does should help me at all? Does ruminating over something I have no control over help me at all? I would argue it has no benefits. It's only deleterious. It's all net negative. So put it out of your head. Every time you hear should, realize that this is a demon on your back, whispering in your ear, things should be different. Things should be different. Things should be different. And you need to take that demon, grab it with both hands, and put it in front of you and tell it, it doesn't matter how things should be. Things are as they are. If I have control over some part of that, then I will make it better. If I don't, then I will not let it obscure what I can do. I will not let it stand in the way of me performing as best as possible given the constraints of the reality I am in. Should is a bad word. Should should be eliminated from your mental vocabulary. Should is the root to dissatisfaction and unhappiness. Should is the path to burnout. Stop allowing your inner voices to say should. Things are as they are. Byron Katie says you could shout against reality as much as you want. You're not going to get anywhere. So eliminate should. Take true agency over your life. If you have control, exert it. If you don't, then don't whine about it and get on performing as best as you possibly can. So that should. What about must? For me and for the way I teach my clients, must is the internalized set of false beliefs that we have taken on board through various experiences, whether it be our childhood or in the course of our careers in residency. They are the internal set of rules that don't actually help us. So for instance, maybe it was beaten into you during residency that you don't take breaks. You don't eat if there are patients still waiting to be seen. If the waiting room is full, then you don't go outside for a few minutes. You don't take the time to go to the bathroom because there are patients waiting to be seen. These are internalized musts. I must see the next patient that appears on my board. I must clear the waiting room at the expense of basic human functions like eating, drinking, toileting, seeing the sun for one minute during the course of your shift. We've internalized these false musts, these false must-nots. You need to get past them. If there's a critically ill patient in front of you, then yes, put aside your basic human needs for the temporary moment of temporizing that patient so they don't die. But beyond that, take care of your own needs it doesn't take much time out of your shift. But what it does offer is an increased efficacy for all the additional patients you're going to see after that moment. If you are hungry, 
you have deprived your brain of glucose and you're not making good decisions. If you're thirsty, then all of your body's homeostatic mechanisms are shouting at you to fix the hypernatremic state. If you ignore that, if you ignore your thirst reflex, then you have a barrier to good decision-making. We are not meant to be inside an artificial light for eight hours straight. So go out for one or two minutes and see the sun or see the stars and the moon. All of the internalized musts and must-nots are garbage. Here, create new ones. I will stabilize any patient that is crashing in front of me. And lacking that scenario, I will take care of my basic human needs. I will put myself in the position to perform as best I can, which means I must eat, I must drink, I must toilet, and I must see nature, and I must decrease stress, because that allows me to take good care of my patients. Stop with the musts. Stop with the must-nots, which brings us to won't. Won't is your line in the sand. Won't is your ethics Won't is your morals as a physician. Won't are the things that you will just not let happen. I will not allow my patient to experience this. I will not allow this to happen to my team. I will not allow this to happen to me. That is what won't is about. Won't is about setting your boundaries. And the problem is sometimes the system goes past it. Sometimes the system walks over that line in the sand. Sometimes the system forces you into care that you declared you won't allow. And that is the definition of moral injury. If that occurs, understand that it has taken an effect on you. Even if you're not feeling it right now, it will come out. It will come out in sleep deprivation. It will come out in somatic complaints. So you must deal with it. Anytime you're forced to violate a won't, you need to get help. That could be help with yourself. It could be working through that in your own mind. But what works for most of my clients is to get help with a buddy. We call these burnout buddies. Call someone and talk to them. Not to ruminate, not to dwell, not to bitch and moan, but simply to get it out there and have them hear you and say, that's not right. That's not fair. You are forced to violate your morals as a physician. That is not okay. And just hearing that will help you process. Do not internalize this. Tamp it down and not allow it to be expressed. Anytime you violate a won't, find a way to get it out. And if that has to be through your own self-work, okay. Meditate. Do breath work. Find some form of catharsis. But oftentimes it's better to work through it with someone else, whether that be an untrained burnout buddy or a coach or a therapist. But be aware of the violated won'ts. All right. I don't want to take this too much further. There is more to come. But today we discussed should are lack of agency in our vision of external events. We just, instead of realizing the dichotomy of control, we could actually do things or 
If we can't, then we accept and we move on and ignore because if we have no control over it, there's no point in dwelling on it. So in should is our agency. In should is our ability to determine what is and isn't under our control and not dwell on things that are not. Must. We have built in, whether from childhood in a set of internal critic rules, whether it be in the course of our training in medical school or residency, we've internalized the set of rules that are to our detriment and to the patient's detriment. Ignore them, eliminate them, work through them, create new ones. I must stabilize crashing patients and then I must perform the task necessary to allow me to excel at my job even if it means one less patient seen in the course of a shift because the rest of the patients will get the benefit of me performing at my best and then won't. The line of moral injury that oftentimes in our current healthcare system we're forced to walk over, get help, talk it out, do not tamp it down. It will come out in ways you do not like. This has been Scott Weingart for the On Deeper Reflection podcast, saying bye-bye.